Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. taught me everything I know, a show where we talk about musicals and uh, everything they've taught us. Shock horror. My name is uh, Julie Eisentrager and with me today I have one other host and that beautiful, delightful human is... It's me, KB! KB! Hello everyone! Hello! Hello Julie! Hello! Hi, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It's good. Uh, we also have a guest with us. We do. it's rare that we just ramble <laughs> as a pair. Can you imagine if it was just the two of us? That oh, would be boy. awful. It would be like a completely different podcast. <laughs> yeah, <it would. laughs> um, coming back for a second time, we didn't scare him away the first time. No. Matt Young. Hey Julie, hey KB, how's it going? Good it's good to be work. back. Thanks for having me back. Oh, Woo. It's so We're nice glad to have you back. Um, before we talk about the show you've brought to us today, uh, it's been a hot couple of months, three months, four months since we last heard from you, maybe longer, mm. but we're going to have to get to know you again. Oh, great. Are you well, ready to do the I, getting I, to know you quiz? Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> For this, do you want to be Miranda? Um, sure. Do you want me to be Miranda? Uh, you should probably. You, you and Miranda have the same casting type, so I feel like it's better that you fill Miranda's shoes for this right, one. Drunk mother. Okay, drunk my mother. confession, the first time I did this, I was like super prepared, and I was like, oh, I thought deeply about all this. I'm on the cuff today. So I love like, that. Oh, it's I'm just going to be the first thing by, that pops Flying by the seat of my It's going to fit with the drunk mother theme it's I'm going to bring like to this intro. Improv getting to know you. <laughs> okay, are we ready? Getting to know you. I think that was perfect, Miranda. That I think I've nailed it. Was good. that was great? I think I've done it. Uh, okay, which musical character would other people compare you to? Okay, well, <laughs> let me see. I would like you know. I just saw Shrek, so like Shrek's uh-huh. on the top of my uh-huh. mind today. So I think I would probably be more of a Lord Farquaad than a Shrek. Uh huh. Um, uh huh. Yeah. Big castle, little man. Well, <laughs> we're not going to go there. We are, you know, this is a, uh, a family it's a show. So, um, but yes, it, it, but uh, yeah, it was hilarious. And actually, but but I'm always sort of like strutting around, telling everyone what to do, and then mm-hmm. you know, in the end, sometimes this, the castle topples. Oh, no, <laughs> I mean, I don't compare you to Lord no. Farquaad if that makes you feel any no, better. But also, just because I love the character, I was like, oh my god, and Todd was so funny. Tom McKinney was so funny, and I was like, oh, it so. would be it, fun. It would be fun if it didn't require yeah. so many knee pads. It would well, there's that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. If my I'd want like. Would- 80 pairs to do that. I'd probably just stay standing, to be honest. I'm very short. For the audience, maybe he's about 5'2". Oh, yeah, around about that. Okay, all right. Well, which musical character would you like other people to compare you to? Well, clearly it would be Mother Abbess from The Sound of Music. I see that. Amazing! Because, Uh you know, because if people think I'm as... Pious? Twisted as Lord Farquaad, then you know the opposite would okay. be I see the you've divine okay. Mother Abbess, the all-knowing, yeah. the one that you know can hear the mountains. Why? Yes, and knowledgeable, willing to hide people in her church, yes. in her wimple, compassion, in her wimple, in her wimple. come under here. <laughs> <laughs> no one can find you there. <laughs> oh boy, this is going off quickly. Yep. <laughs> what is your dream role? Oh. Gosh. Um, well, it's it, Beetlejuice. Ooh. I'm like a new Beetlejuice um, convert. Yeah. I, I, I know Eddie who wrote it, um, yeah. but I just hadn't quite got it until recently. And now I was like, oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. Because yeah. he's so ridiculous and off the wall. And I'm 
guess I'm finding out that I'm a little bit more ridiculous and off the wall than I realized. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think that would be really great. Vocally. So, oh when boy. you bring it, when you bring it over to Australia, Eddie, I'm waiting. Eddie, yeah, can you bring it to Australia? Bring it home. Call Thanks. Matt. Yeah, do it. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite Sondheim show? Well, the last time I was here, I talked about a fan thing that happened the way of the forum, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. I adore it. Uh-huh. Um, so, but I'm gonna go. I'm, you know, so I'm gonna tie it with uh-huh. um, company because yeah. I'm oh, a little bit on. obsessed with company. Yeah. I, I saw the production in the West End. Uh-huh. Um, oh. You know, with the gender swap. So jealous. And it was <laughs> really, really. Like it was just fresh and new, and I was like, "Oh, here's a show that I've seen like a million times." You know, I saw David Campbell do it in Australia, and I was like, "Wow!" And, that, and it's different, and it's new, and it's still the can same. Can you take something more away from it? Yes, yeah. you can, especially when with the gender swap, it sort of really that. puts that crisis of like, you know, you need to get married into yeah. a very different sort of space. It was really quite cool. That's awesome. So yeah, oh. so I'm gonna go. Company. Oh, I love that. I love that. So answer. good. Is your go-to shower song still? Still same same or uh, <laughs> have we got a different one? Right this week? now, my go-to shower song is um, "King of Broadway" from oh, the producers oh, nice. because I need to learn those lyrics because yeah. I'm playing Max Bielstock um, in a production that's coming up, which we'll probably talk about later. Yeah, very we soon. Will. Yeah. I'm excited. Rehearsals have just started for that. One we too, have huh? our read-through. Yes, we've had music rehearsals and read-throughs, and it's exciting. Yes, it's exciting. exciting. I'm excited to see. I it. am excited to yeah. see. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah. Great. We'll sort this out later. Yeah, not on air. <laughs> <laughs> not on air. It's going to be great. Um, uh, you have to delete one musical from existence. Which <sighs> one is it? Okay, okay. Well, I, I'm so <laughs> reluctant to say this because, um, I, you know, just uh, there's a million reasons why I can't get rid of it. But I will, like, base solely on the fact that I just cannot stand the score. And it's the color purple. Ooh. I yeah. have to admit it's that like, I haven't. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, and maybe that's why I don't like the musical. Uh-huh. But I don't know. Every time I listen to it, I kind of go, oh, "Just I'm just not happy." And so, yeah, if it didn't exist, I wouldn't have ever heard it, and then I couldn't have been unhappy. I mean, but for everybody that, you know, it's an amazing show, and so, it, you know, I don't really I wish it out of existence. Yeah. It's, it's a conflict, but I don't like the music. I haven't listened to it myself yeah, I either. I However, I can see from your point of view that if you did really love the movie and the musical is not what you had hoped for the movie to become yeah. to a musical, I'd also be pretty peed. Yeah, but I mean, but it's an amazing show, so who am I to say? You're allowed to delete whatever music. Well, I not, mean, you have to Well, the it. thing is, yeah, it, yeah, we, no, we, well, I mean, it's kind of bad because it's deleting because, you know, it's like... Because I'm sort of going at it for like if it never existed to begin uh-huh. with, yeah. and there's no That's memory of it, yeah. you know, and then maybe somebody else would have written we asked you a to version that it. I like. That's from okay. existence. Oh my God. It's gone. Yeah, okay, if you wrote it, <laughs> <laughs> if you wrote it, um, I still love just, you, just you know, <laughs> just delete this from your uh, playlist and um, hire me for whatever Broadway show you're doing next. <laughs> this is a different Matt Young. Than Matt <laughs> Young you think yeah, no, that's that other Matt that's Young. It's a really Matt common Matt name. <laughs> Very confusing. Alrighty, well, let's play a short bit of music and then talk about Annie. Ooh. That's I love right. that one. That's my favourite. It's my favourite too. It's so good. Anyway. Benedict, you're such a clever boy. We have made it, what, almost four years and we haven't talked about Annie yet. I know. How? This was so confusing to me because you're like, oh, do you want to come on? I'm like, okay, well, let's do, you know, like most obscure musical ever written. And you're like, no, it's been done. I'm like, well, how about other most obscure musical that's ever written that, you know, one person saw? No, we've done it. And so then I was like, Annie? <laughs> Annie? <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, yeah. So here we are. If we could tell you how, we would. But we have no idea how we got to this point. But it's fantastic (laughs) because it's an, um, I think it's an amazing musical. Hit after hit after hit. You know what I mean? Like it's. I don't know if the teens these friendly. days would call this a bop, <laughs> uh, but maybe a banger. Maybe a banger. There is a couple of bangers. And in um, it. to be fair, the teens of today have probably only seen the 2014 movie, so they would probably say well, it's a banger. I I asked Miranda to ask uh, her niece Astrid mm-hmm. what she thought of the musical Annie, uh, and she came back with, "I haven't seen it." <laughs> that was her And I'm not surprised. I have a feeling, I have a theory that Annie sits in a space of anyone born 
born in the 70s, a child of the 80s, or born early 80s, love Annie. Mm. Love it sick. And then children from about the 90s onwards are a bit indifferent about it. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I'm 1972 (laughs) drop, so, you know, like it was... Like especially the the movie, you know, with oh um, yeah, Aileen. Quinn Aileen? and um yes. and um Carol, Carol Burnett, Burnett, all those people. Tim Curry and Bernard Pierce. <laughs> but yeah, Tim I mean that Curry. that was like you know that was my jam. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So you've got two minutes. Oh boy. To tell us the plot. I get the timer. Of Annie, have you got the timer over there? I will have the timer. Yep. Okay. When you're ready. Elevator plot. Okay, winging it. So there's this lovable orphan named Annie, this lovable redhead. She lives in an orphanage full of girls with this mean woman who is taking care of the Miss Hannigan. And for some reason, I can't remember, <laughs> someone from the from Millionaire Daddy Warbucks' office comes and takes her away. He and they decide, press. Yes, bad and they press. decide that they were going to, you know, put Annie with Daddy Warbucks. And mm-hmm. then he she wins her way into his heart. <laughs> And by the end of the play, he has decided to adopt her. But in the meantime, there's like bad guys and they're trying to like steal her away and pretend to be her parents. Which are kind of my favorite part of the whole show. Yeah. The bad guys are rad. Yeah. So that's kind of, that was it. (laughs) That was super quick. You did that in 45 seconds. So you crushed it. You crushed it. I'm very proud. Thanks. So good. Guys, if you haven't seen Annie, it's available on Netflix, Stan, Disney Plus, probably YouTube, Broadway HD, (laughs) YouTube. You have no it's excuses at this point. Yeah. Um, but it's true. Yeah. It's um fun little. Sh- it's a fun little show for kids. I think. As a, a child, I never got to do it, so I'm not quite sure. I've musically directed it for children, and I think it is a great show for kids to do. But the whole cast is children. <laughs> have you done the full Annie, or because there's licenses and Annie Junior. Junior and Annie Kids, which is the 30 minute one? Oh, I could have gone for that, but no, I did Annie, Annie Junior. That's so cute. That's what I hear. 30 minutes. It's on the internet. That would be quick. Be that would be really fast. It's for primary school kids. It's with all the villains like, taken boom, out, boom, I assume. <laughs> Maybe. Because <laughs> the show, the structure of the show is really weird because it's yeah. like, sort of like kids, you know, then principals, then ensemble, kids, principals, ensemble. Like it's this, you could easily pick it apart and just be like, boom, we're just going to focus on those kids. Now you were in the show, Matt. I was in the 2012 Australian revival of Annie. I think I saw starring that. Starring... Nancy Hayes and Anthony Warlow yeah. and a bunch of young women. <laughs> in Brisbane, we had, in every city we had, um, it depended on this, the child labor laws yeah. in the state. So we usually had three casts. I think we had a, four casts in WA or something like that. I can't remember. Oh, boy. Yeah. So there were a lot That's of a kids. Lot of which is amazing. Yeah. They were all wonderful. Yeah. Um. I didn't realise that Annie was a comic strip first until I started researching. It's right there on the program. It's right here in the program. Um, and originally, Daddy Warbucks um, made his money selling weapons and ammunition, which is why he was called Warbucks. Warbucks. Bear, bear. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown. Well, I didn't know. Yes, so I, yes, yeah. you're absolutely 100% right. It was this um, comic strip. And then... But the but the story of Annie, which I just told you very quickly in forty five <laughs> seconds, is completely new and was made for the musical based on the characters from the comic strip, yes. which blows my mind because I just sort of think of like Annie's like, you know, it's like the Secret Garden or it's like you know something that's been around forever and ever yeah. and ever or Shakespeare. But no, it's only been around since the seventies. Yeah. Is there a Kelvin and Hobbes the musical? Because not would yet. Watch the- too bad of that. If there is, I would definitely, yeah, I would definitely um, go for that. Yeah, Annie, the comic strip Annie is a little terrifying looking. She's got some demon eyes about mm. her. Um, but yeah, tell us a little bit more about like your experience being in the 2012 show. Like highlights? Well, Anthony Warlow. Highlight. Absolute highlight. Uh, I don't know how many shows we did. I think we did 213 shows over 11 months. Anthony didn't miss any shows Whoa, until... Okay. He was plucked from our production and put into the Broadway <laughs> revival. Um, but he was an absolute dream. And he told us, like, all these great things. Because he worked with Martin Sharton, who um, who wrote the show, yeah. who directed it the first time that Anthony did it in Australia. 
Um, and he, what he talks about all the time is that we were just talking about the comic strip and Annie has those crazy eyes with no pupils. Yeah. And he said, well, that's what he said. That was our job was to put the soul was to, you know, was to uh-huh. color in the pupils nice. um, for these characters. Cause the characters in the comic strip are very two dimensional and to make them full. So that was absolutely lovely. I mean, I, I, I think he's an amazing man. Um, you know, his voice, <sighs> heaven. Uh, yeah. And also, I mean, just the touring was fun. We we got to go to a lot of cities with it. We went to uh, Perth, Brisbane, Sydney, and Melbourne. And I don't know, I, th- we th- I don't know why Adelaide didn't happen. I think we were scheduled, but it didn't happen. But anyway, um, but that was fantastic. I mean, I love traveling. Uh, well, yeah, it's <laughs> such a luxury to be yeah. an actor when you get to like, you know, especially you know after what's been going on, when you get to travel to all these places as an actor is just awesome. And so, like, I have a very warm spot in my heart for Perth um, now that I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> but Brisbane, of course, you know, it's always the best place to be. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. It's fine. <laughs> it's always the best place to be. We're not going to be offended. No, it is. It's great. I, I, I was actually talking to um, some of the people from Shrek, and we were talking about how, like, when you bring a show, if you're Melbourne or Sydney-based and you come to Brisbane, everyone's, it's like schoolies week. It's like everyone's, like, on holidays. You're like, woo! Every night's a party in Brisbane. Oh boy. So. Well, well speaking about Anthony Waller and his pluck from the Australian production into the Broadway revival, um, it's super impossible almost to find a bad review of Anthony. Annie. Of oh, of Annie, Annie in general. In general. Wow. Um, unless you're looking at like a local theatre production, near impossible. But I did manage to find a four star as a... <laughs> That's the worst review, a four star review. As a... I think it, I don't know if it's a critic or if it's like an audience member who had seen it in Broadway, but I think it potentially is a critic. This is on broadwayworld.com and this tickled me pink. Oh no. (laughs) I said it last week. This one also tickled me pink. Um, This is from uh, Matt Windman on the 11th of August, 2012. Annie, one of the most heartwarming and beloved musicals of all time, has been all but butchered by James Lapine, a playwright <laughs> director, best known for his original and edgy collaborations with Stephen Sondheim and William Finn. In his charmless and misconceived new Broadway revival, Lapine has hard has hardly a bad Oh, sorry, Lapine is hardly a bad director. Rather, the co-creative force behind such musicals as Sunday in the Park with George and Falsettos, it's just simply the wrong choice for Annie. In the title role, Lilla Crawford, 11, has a strong presence but lacks a vulnerability and is strong, strangely encouraged to use a thick Brooklyn accent and far too much vibrato. Two-time Tony winner Katie Fernan, who recently made a splash in Promises Promises, delivers surprisingly hollow performance as Miss Hannigan. Consisting uh, entirely of shtick. Anthony Waller, an unknown Australian actor. Oh, <laughs> no. Hello. This what tickled me. <laughs> is especially convincing as the industrialist turned father, Daddy Wilbucks. So Anthony Waller was the only person yeah. <laughs> to get a good review in this. For those playing at home, Lilla Crawford, who was the Annie in that production, yes. is the Little Red in James the Pines Into the Wood movie. Oh, yes. boy. So he obviously likes to work with the same people but she's also quite good yeah. like I'm, I also took this with a grain of salt because I do think this is just a somebody off the street review um but I did find it quite funny like I'm like really really though like well, I, I, I doubt it I buddy they, they didn't get raves for that revival oh no uh, from what I'm from what I'm aware of oh, it, didn't, it didn't run for you know the Six years or whatever that the original production ran for. Yeah, it ran. Yeah, it ran for two thousand three hundred seventy-seven performances. <laughs> it was the longest-running show at the Elven Theatre, which is now the Neil Simon Theatre, um, until two thousand and nine when Hairspray took over. Um, so that was the original production that ran. The for original that production ran for two thousand three hundred. So it it oh wasn't. I wonder if you <laughs> wonder how many times they said the word tomorrow. <laughs> so many times. So many times. <laughs> Um, and plus, speaking of tomorrow, uh, one of the fun facts I found was that the song Tomorrow is reportedly the most performed song from the 70s and 80s and is, uh, is sung every 20 minutes somewhere in the world. Oh, I would, I would believe mother. it. My mother sent me like a, a, an email the other day and she said, don't forget the sun will come out tomorrow. And I was like, aw, aw. Oh, that's so sweet. That's adorable. That is. Yeah. Um, there have been a few celebrities that have gone through uh, quite the, a few. The Annie, the Annie-dom. Annie-dom. The 
Annie. Annie Dem- Sarah Jessica Parker has played yeah. Annie. We've had Molly Ringwald and Alyssa Milano as orphans. Jane Lynch as Miss Hannigan. A little Sarah Highland was in the Disney version of Annie. Like, there's so many. Leia Salunga was um, in the first Philippines production of Annie in 1980. As, as, as a kid. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my gosh. That would have been amazing. Like... It's just, it, it's a star vehicle. Um, I also didn't know that it had two stage sequels called Annie 2, Miss Hannigan's Revenge. That was in 1989. I, I would like to see that. I, show. Gonna, I could go for that and one. And Annie Warbucks in 1993. Now, yeah, I was at a student at NYU during, um, in 1993. So I remember walking by the theater for Annie Warbucks and Donna McKechnie, who was in Chorus Line, was in it. Um, oh. And I never went to see it. <laughs> it was a very small theater. I've seen yeah. I've, I've I, seen shows in that theater. It was a very I, small theater. I don't know what it's about, but I like to imagine that um, Annie has gone off the rails um, and is selling drugs. Well, I don't think no, that's where no. it's going to go. I miss Hannigan's definitely in it, though. Because then she'd be Annie um, Drug Bucks. Oh, boy. Um. Well... <laughs> After that terrible pun, according to the New York Times, Annie is produced 700 to 900 times each year in the US yeah. in some form or another. So I know we talked briefly about, um, I don't know whether it was on air or off air at this point, there's only really been three really big productions of it here in Australia and overseas. It's kind of like it's performed professionally, not very often, but it's a show that everybody knows and everybody has probably seen at some stage whether it's a school production an amateur or community theater production or a touring production of it but to be produced 700 to 900 times a year in the u.s alone yeah it's a popular show well we have to talk about this 1982 movie you know, oh goodness because, oh. because all right so i was like you know in primary school and i was part of the gymnastics club yeah. and there was so much gymnastics and it's a yeah. hard knock life you know all the flipping and stuff yeah. and so we that like became a staple of like, you know like <laughs> we all learned something from any in gym club and um yeah and i mean honestly like looking back you know after all these years looking back yeah. at that movie it's so good it's, so oh, it's yeah. directed so well the cinematography the choreography um arlene phillips did the choreography who is yeah. also whitney houston's you know <laughs> i want to dance with somebody choreographer yeah. you know like it's just crazy um it's a great film so it's an awesome film. if I, you don't know annie yet and you haven't been in one of those hundreds of professional <laughs> productions or amateur productions check out the movie check it out. i would They're check out that everything. movie first as that well fantastic. absolutely it's so good and a little um is it Aileen? Aileen Quinn as yeah. Annie was a swing orphan in the original Broadway production. So she had played pretty much every role except Annie at that point. Aww. Um, and then went on to play Annie in the film, which is awesome. Yeah, um, well, she talks about um, there was a 30th anniversary interview with, on um, Playbill, and she talks about like doing the show during the day yeah. and like having to be secret about auditioning for the movie, <laughs> you know, like when she wasn't at the theater because yeah. obviously everybody that was in the show wanted to be in the movie (laughs) and she was the one she was the one there are a lot of other cast members who could have been very different if they um had accepted the roles when they were first offered to them so steve martin was originally offered rooster that was Um, it's a very different pick yes but he actually turned it down because him (laughs) him and bernadette peters had been dating and they'd just broken up and it wasn't (laughs) it wasn't a good breakup it was so he decided it would be too painful for them to work together who was the biggest diva in that relationship (laughs) so steve martin um uh, Miss Hannigan was originally offered to Bette Midler, but she decided she didn't want to appear oh. in the film, so it went to Carol Burnett. Semi-mad but about that one. But did you also one? read about um, when they were developing the show originally, um, Martin Sheridan and team, that they were suggesting either Bette Midler or Bernadette Peters like play down the age to play the role of Annie? Yeah. And then they were like, no, it, the, this, the show is going to be the star. The show is going to be the star. It's going to be unknown. Yeah. Kids. That would have been weird. It's so weird. weird. Very weird. Play Um, down your age. Play down your age. Sean Connery was approached for Daddy Warbucks, but he didn't want to be bald, so he said no. And Cary Grant (laughs) was also asked to play Daddy Warbucks, and he was in his late 70s at the time and hadn't done a movie since 1966, but he was asked first before they... um, ended up going with do you know what I, I couldn't even name. tell you yeah I can't even tell you who um, that guy is because in Albert, my head, Finney. Albert, Albert Finney Albert Finney yeah. in my head who was a Shakespearean actor so the director wasn't entirely sure if he could pull off what they needed for film which is why they were asking other people first so but then I also because I watched the It's a Hard Knock Life clip today and so then I was like oh my gosh the cinematography is amazing and I went on IMDB yeah. and the cinematographer that was his last film 
that he ever did. He's still like alive and around, yeah, but he's clearly not doing Wait, that he's anymore. Alive? No, he's not. What the cinematographer? Albert Finney. Oh, I thought you no, said no, the, the cinematographer. cinematographer. I thought no, you Albert Finney. I'm like, no, well, he's dead. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, it was one of the highest grossing <laughs> films. <laughs> drugs for Annie on the way in. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the highest grossing films for 1982, but um, it cost them 40 million dollars oh, to make, boy. so it never made back any profit, even though it was the 10th or 11th highest grossing film for that year. Right. And Eileen Quinn said that she was contracted by. Paramount or whoever made it yeah. to make sequels to make up to six sequels six. Um, yeah and because then the comic strip originally you know there were all these different adventures that oh she went on yeah. and that's part of if you've seen the movie and you've seen the stage show you might notice there's a major difference because there's this <laughs> chase scene with a real with a railway bridge and that was sort of I think shuffled into the movie because they were afraid that they weren't going to be able to you know continue yeah. making more of them and that would have been like a completely different adventure in a different Annie movie somewhere I don't know. Well, she said something like that. Martin. Paraphrasing. Um, obviously, we've talked about him before. The conceiver, director, and lyricist of the Broadway hit. Um, he didn't like the movie. Oh. He was not a fan. He, a, when he sold the rights, um, at I think it was $9 million for the rights to Oof. for them to produce the film, um, he also relinquished all creative control. So, I mean, that's Ooh. also very, very trusting. <laughs> Someone for nine million dollars, like, though, it's your baby, and you don't get an opportunity to have the final say of a of a product that has lasted forty odd years. I mean, Carol Bennett, um, and Rankin, uh, Tim Curry, Bernadette Peters. Yeah, how could you not like any of the above? Well, like, good question. Chef's he kiss. said Warbucks, played by Albert Finney, was an Englishman who screamed. Hannigan, played by Carol Burnett, was a man crazy drunk. And Annie was cutied up. Worse, the emotional relationship between Annie and Warbucks was distorted. They even downplayed the hit song Tomorrow because Stark thought it was corny. I mean, agree. <laughs> I think maybe is very underrated. Maybe it's a great tomorrow song. Tomorrow is trash compared to maybe. Maybe it's beautiful. Maybe, maybe it's I the one that makes me cry. I me too. To, I used to sing it to my kids. Oh, to go to sleep at night. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Oh, that's adorable. But I think if you ma- you have to make Annie somewhat cutesy because uh, <laughs> I can't actually read what's written on my notes because it's abusive. But um, <laughs> Annie's a bit of a mole. <laughs> like, she's a brat. I think she's a brat due to circumstance. And obviously, if your your mother figure is Miss Hannigan, <laughs> like, if that's the influence that you've had your entire life, um, there are some kids... Um, who like Molly, who would be sweet and quiet and submissive. And there'd be some kids, naturally, like Annie, who are like, Oi, don't tell me what to do. You're not my mum. So You're not my real mum. Um Jokes on you, kid. <laughs> I think I don't mind. I actually prefer an Annie with a little bit more um gravitas to it. I like know? some oomph, but I want yeah. her to be cute and oomphy. She she's scrappy. She's scrappy. That's scrappy a great is a word. good definition for what I'm. That yeah, is a great definition for my Annie. Because yeah. I've seen her played too harsh, and I'm like, you're just a mom. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't care what happens to you. Well, that I little don't. that little Crawford accent, really. The Brooklyn, yeah. yeah, the Brooklyn. I was be like, rough. what is going on with that? <laughs> and I lived in New York, and I was like, really? Like, <laughs> this <laughs> is a choice. But that wasn't her choice. That was James Good old James. Oh. Mr. James, boy. But yeah, all right. I think it's um. Sorry, my ears just died <laughs> from the headphones, which is why I made a little bit of noise. Um, okay. <laughs> but there are a lot of, I think every Annie, at least in the film version, every Annie is played very differently. Um, Aileen Quinn's is not the same as the Disney, it's not the same as the Jamie Foxx remake. I think that is probably the beauty of giving a newcomer the opportunity to give their voice to a very iconic role that would be very daunting for a small child. And also uh, we get we get a new movie once every decade. <laughs> like that's pretty good innings for a show that was like conceived in the 70s. Once a decade, we get a new Annie. Oh, would you? Would you for a new Annie? Would you in a couple of years? Anyway, all right, let's move on to the lessons we've learned from Annie. Lessons we've learned. I have a big one for this segment because okay. there is a lot I learned from one particular song from the stage show. Don't ask me what that song's called, though. Herbert 
Hoover? We'd like to thank you, it's Hoover. The, Hoover. Yeah, Hoover, it's the, the Hooverville song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I learned so much out of that song. I was like, I didn't know there was like a little tent city going on. I had no idea of any of the historical context until I was in that show. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. And I have won trivia contests by getting specific <laughs> questions about Herbert Hoover. I can't say it. Hubert? Uh, uh, Herbert Hoover. Herbert Hoover. Thank yeah. you. I can't say it now. You're I have won great. <laughs> specific questions about him because, because, of, of, because of Annie. I'm like, crushing it. Thanks, yeah. Annie. Uh, honestly, I mean, the book is like amazing for the, in, and so well researched and so historically excellent and it, it, if we talk about the the new movie with um jamie fox yeah. like i actually because i saw it shortly after we had finished the 2012 production yeah. and i was like actually this is actually like the book the, like the screenplay of that is really true to the historical like well you know yeah. sort of the spirit of the original um show as well so i yeah. actually quite liked that <laughs> annie as well <laughs> i liked everything about it but cameron diaz <laughs> i don't blame you yes. i will admit that um, I think one of the big like underlining kind of universal themes of Annie is that everyone just wants to be loved and that can like manifest in lots of different ways even from Miss Hannigan to oh, yeah. Daddy Warbucks like everyone just wants that connection of some kind and it comes out in fact <laughs> um, but it is and it isn't just I think that Annie and Daddy Warbucks relationship that we see that in it's with Grace and Rooster and Lily to a point too is they're just all trying to find the place and what they they need probably most is emotion people connection you know yeah. yes absolutely and another lesson that we've learned is that everybody loves the underdog exactly and, I love my next one and in this uh, musical in particular there is actually an underdog <laughs> a <Sandy>. literal <laughs> a literal dog <laughs> and um and we like in in our production in Australia and I know in the original production as well they always use rescue dogs like mm-hmm. they found dogs that oh. you know didn't have a home and that were sort of like trained into the role and yeah, then sort of went on cute. to yeah. have a, a lovely home after. That's oh, a big so, risk too. Yeah, so Annie loves the, we love the underdog. That's, That's what we've learned so from sweet. Annie. I know. Uh, it goes against the rules of working with both animals and children. I've done it, it does? Done You've it done it all. You've <laughs> <laughs> done it all. I also, um, I'm not always a massive fan of Disney remakes, mm. but if you're going to give me a Disney remake with Kathy Bates, Kristen Chenoweth, mm-hmm. Alan Cumming, mm-hmm. and Victor Garber, Delicious. and Audra McDonald. Mm. And also just like they cut a few things out. They swapped it around. Grace sings Tomorrow instead of Annie, which I think is such a <gasps> beautiful little moment between the two of them too as a kind of you can do it, it's okay, instead of Annie having to sing so much of that show. Um, yeah. I would say it was very... They did a good job with this one. So Disney must be due to do the next one as well. If that's the way. If they're going to do every second remake, then yes, they are. Yeah. I'm still like buzzing from the rescue dog story. Guys. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sweet. (laughs) Other lessons learned. Let's see what else. Um, Don't climb a railroad bridge at night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes, fair, very fair. If that's where we had to learn it from, yes. Did you? And if you're going to be a villain, you better have a great song to sing <laughs> and dance so that everyone still loves you, it's even though true. you're evil. Did you learn anything from being on tour of Annie? Well, I actually have something really personal to share um, about Annie because I'm an adoptive parent. And so we were foster parents and our kids' adoption came through in in February <laughs> like we started performances in January and, and the adoption came through in February of 2012 which was incredibly um, moving and so I could never watch the second half of the show when, no. um, when Daddy Warbucks and Annie have something is missing and they sort of like dance together and stuff because yeah. I was like Ugh. and I watched it when um, Anthony like his last performance before he was yeah. whisked off to <laughs> yeah so um, yeah so I mean I guess yeah so I guess the lesson there is yeah. uh, try to make life imitate art. <laughs> <laughs> That's super cute. That is so I nice. love that. Oh and, my goodness. and of course, like my kids love the show because they were like, because <gasps> they they've just seen it like six times. Oh yeah, no, lots, lots of lessons. Another lesson I learned, and I, this has changed, was that, you know, even if your kids are on school, school holidays and your partner's away you can't bring your kids backstage um, oh. but that's changed um, but my kids had like crazy good babysitters during <laughs> like people like Lucy Monder and oh. you know all these other people who like 
didn't have shows were like, oh yeah, I'll look after the kids. So yeah, so that's a a great lesson from Annie is that Annie is about family. You know, it's about the found family. And when you're doing a big musical, as we all know, you find your family. And so that was wonderful as well. Yeah. Family in so many ways. Yeah. Found family particularly. I love that term. It's awesome. Oh, guys. This episode is so wholesome. It's very wholesome. I think it's the most wholesome episode. Are you going to drug We'll, uh, we'll just pretend that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any more lessons? No, I think that's a really nice note to finish. It well, is. the other, well, it's yeah, not necessarily a lesson, but mm-hmm. if you've seen the 1982 yeah. film, <laughs> of course. you know that Annie has that beautiful curly hair yeah. during the entire show. In the stage show, the lesson I learned is that she wears a straight wig until Shh. like the very end when they sing, gossy her up, gossy her up. And then she comes out with like the curly hair <laughs> and like that horrible red dress like, that looks like the comic strip and you're like she looks worse than she looked <laughs> yeah. before like, what sorry, the heck did the, the styling team do to her the perm is the gussying <laughs> yes, also the perm's the gussying that wig for the 1980 it was a wig for the 1982 yeah. film um and aileen uh, was so itchy all the time they gave her a special comb so that she could scratch her scalp yeah. during production <laughs> the poor little gem oh, oh gee, i also learned what Gussy man <laughs> to gussy someone up. I was like, oh, stop it. All right, let's move on to our dream cast. Okay, um, I really don't know. I'm gonna put, yes, I do know where I'm gonna put Zach Efron. Yeah, I was like, <gasps> there's only one role, mate. Rooster. Yeah. <laughs> I am not mad about that cast. <laughs> Really loud. Producer Zayn's dry rich. Zach Efron. I have not thought about him, but yes, we could put him. We there. have to. It's okay. A Do we have to put everyone from High School Musical? No, no. just Zach. Just, okay. just, just Zach. Because we could put. Tagline. You could actually we could put a lot of them in there. You could. Um, we, but you know, or we could do it like the Muppets version. Yes. You know, always like the most Miss Piggy fun. is going to be you know Miss Hannigan. Kramer's going to be Oliver Orbucks. You know. Do we have a human? Maybe a human Annie and a human Grace. For the Muppets one? Yeah. Maybe like, who's a human Annie? Maybe just oh. human Annie? Because yeah. oh, they always know. have humans. They yeah, I suppose so. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. yeah, let's go with that. I don't know. I like that. that. I mean, there aren't a lot of female Muppets choose I'm from. also very <laughs> happy with Bernadette Peters playing down the age <laughs> in the Muppets version. <laughs> yes. Now by Annie. I'm, I'm happy with that casting. Or right. how about Betty White? Oh, oh yeah. With her curly Annie. red wig. <laughs> Oh, and I want the chickens to sing Gussier up. She's the right height, I guess. <laughs> oh that would be so funny. I reckon she'd be for it. Oh, she would be. She would yeah. 100% do Absolutely. it. She'd be like, Poor yes. Betty. If the like Muppets in, ask you to do anything, up. you say <laughs> yes. You say yes. <laughs> Excuse me, Mrs. Miss White, your legend of stage and screen. <laughs> she was like so solid. Annie. <laughs> Oh, oh boy! All if right. we weren't gonna do a Muppets um, version, which is hard to knock now, which is hard. Yeah, I know it's hard. <laughs> I think keeping Annie as a relative newcomer is a really nice tradition and almost a must. Yes, at ten, eleven years old. That's I mean, true. there are a lot more child stars around that can, like. S- Kids Maybe. are producing there music so at many 10 more now. famous children than like, us. So yeah. for Dreamcasting, do you guys watch um, Lem- Lemony Snicket? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the baby. Snicket, <laughs> 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 we could cast that baby now as Annie and just wait. That's perfect. <laughs> She'll be perfect. I mean, um, Anthony Warlow is my daddy Warlow's War- at heart. I, I mean, Warlow, like, yeah, yes. that is Dreamcasting. 100%. Like, I actually did get to do it with Dreamcasting with, you know, Nancy you Hayes did and have Warlow and Todd McKinney and Chloe, Chloe Delamore and Julie Goodwin. I mean, it was just like, that was such an amazing cast yeah. um, so so there's yeah I've fulfilled a lot of the dream casting but of course my dream would be me as Daddy Warlow. I was about to say you have to be Warlow I, well, I could do Rooster and still let Anthony Warlow be my <laughs> production <laughs> I would watch you as Warlow yeah and maybe uh, Anthony Warlow could be a great Rooster um, or he might, Annie he'd probably he love do it anything. he'd probably love it mm, mm. um I would like to see Ellison, Jenny, and and Hannigan, um, just for a bit of fun. Good casting. Um, And having now read Steve Martin being offered Warbucks, I would like to see his version of Warbucks. You know, he's Mm. like just just to see. Was he Warbucks or was he being? Oh yeah, was he? Oh Rooster, he was Rooster. But like 
let's put him in the war box role. Yeah. Opposite someone like Mary Steinbergen or something as oh, Grace. She cannot you know? Sing, I mean, sure. she sings a lot in Zoe's extraordinary playlist. And is any of it good? <laughs> Um, She's very sweet. Um, Bernadette Peters, I would now like to see oh, ha- yeah. as Hannigan. Uh, yeah. There's such a tradition. I mean, in Australia, there's that tradition like Nancy Hayes has done it like yeah. all three times. Mm-hmm. She was like a Boylan sister. So I don't know what she was. I think she was in direction. I could be making it up. Um, but yeah, but so like for me, like, you know, if we're looking at Australians, it's sort of like, well, let's put Chloe. Yeah. You know, let's try Chloe Dalmore as Miss Hannigan. Up. You know yeah. what I mean? Let's, let's try. Rachel Marley, who's, yeah. you know, my friend that I was talking about that played Annie, like, back in the 2000 production. Let's put her into the role of Grace. You know, like, let's yeah. just keep moving people around. But then that true. doesn't give new people chance. So we need to let new people in there The as new well. one is Annie. And then she gets bumped <laughs> the up new as the one. <laughs> the new one is as Annie. The and all the other on. orphans. And all the other orphans. But then we've got, like, some, like, crazy, interesting um, singers. Um, like, I would love to see, you know, Ursula Jovic? Do you know who she is? No. Um, or Casey I Donovan would be really yeah. cool as... Um, is Hannigan. Yeah, Casey Donovan would make a nice Hannigan. Yeah, I mean the thing about Annie that, that I think is so interesting in, uh, is that it's <laughs> Peter Casey Martin will be mad at me, but it's not. A bi- <laughs> it's not. It's a big sing for Annie. It's not a big sing for um, for the other adult roles. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like Warlow, uh, you know, Warlow, Jenny <laughs> Warbucks. Like you know, it's you have to have a particular range, but um, but it is more about like it's a funny show and so it's more about the characters and the character acting so there's a lot of puppies there yeah so Zach Efron well if we don't put Zach in, I would I'd bring back the partnership of Jeremy Jordan and Laura Osnes <gasps> as Rooster and Lily yes, just cause I I, I I could see Sutton in a few years as Miss Hannigan oh, as well so good yeah. there's like you could cast this show 20 times over with no trouble. We could. We could. But instead... And you could do the version where, like, people swap around. So, like, the Miss Hannigan and the Grace, you pick actors that can do both and you just swap them. So, we could yeah. put, like... Put them Aud- in a mixed So, Audrey McDonald could, you know, do Grace again. Yeah. But then she could, like... And then go Miss Hannigan. Hannigan. And, then and she could play Lily. She could play Lily. I like that And maybe idea. Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. And then you can keep swapping them. Or, oh, you know, I like love that. productions like, like that. I think it'll be great. Keeping it fresh. Keeping it fresh. It's a lot to learn. But they're going to do great in it. Some tracks are probably not as bad as others. <laughs> Let's do. I mean, Lily, <laughs> probably quite easy in comparison All to Hannigan. Right. <laughs> Let's have a look at those top five lists. Top five. Um, just purely based on the seven hundred to nine hundred times a year in one country. I am going to put it on top five overproduced musicals. <laughs> I think 700 to 900 times is quite a lot. That's a, that's a lot. Is. That's a big number. I mean, I've done it twice in like a decade. A lot to me. It could be on my top five of um, musicals with a plucky young lady as the lead. You know, we're talking Secret Garden, Matilda, Anne of yeah, Green yeah. Gables, nice. the musical. You know, also yeah. another redheaded Anne. Um, Annie. So, you know, it's it's that top five of also another musical that broke my heart when it was adapted into a musical it's just not what I wanted it to be Anne of Green Gables Gables. yeah I was in it well you know community theatre production we have things to talk about later we'll talk about that later Um, (laughs) this is Annie not Anne of Green Gables I would say top five shows that are very appropriate for children and schools to do yeah well, just roles for children down. in general yeah. like they're, they're, it's good they get a lot of but if you have the choice if you have the choice between doing the school version of rent or <laughs> the school version of annie i implore you <laughs> please do annie <laughs> don't do rent if you have to choose between back to the 80s <laughs> and annie jr Pick Annie Junior. <laughs> yes. Please, uh, always pick Annie Junior. So it sounds like you love Annie, Julie. So this is on your um, top five list of musicals I love. It's not. <laughs> um, that was a nice try, though, Matt. That was a really uh, nice try. Top five musicals <laughs> I wish I was never in. If it's on that one. <laughs> I think there's, like, top five soundtracks that stick in your head. Like, even, like... I will randomly have tomorrow. I'll wake up with tomorrow in my head sometimes. I don't know how. I don't know why. It's just there. It's very cute. You know? Top five musicals that the set designer can just have a party with. Yeah. Because our set was so amazing. Like, you know, you think of like Sound of Music and the Marble Staircase. And yeah. Annie's got like that big staircase and the Christmas tree. It yeah. was like being in the Nutcracker. It was fantastic. So I, think I really liked top um, five musicals that set designer can have a absolute party with. I have that one down. The I agree. <laughs> documentary where they found that their Annie uh, that 
the they were like, we want um, her to come out of a drawer from the side of the stairs. And the guy that was making the drawing said side of stairs was like, um, okay. <laughs> Gonna have some weight bearing issues. I can, if I can. <laughs> I will. I'll make it happen. Good, good for him though. I mean, the house that they used in the 1982 movie was owned by the CEO of Woolworths at the time. And when he had no longer enough money to keep the house, it became um, Monmouth University, which is where Aileen Quinn then went on to teach theatre. So they came, she came back for like a, a speech and she saw the staircase and she was just like, oh, I'm just so emotional about it. And they, made, they got her to like walk up the stairs and sing tomorrow as she's coming down the stairs. And she's like, this is the place I need to be. So immediately then they were like, do you want to teach? And she's like, yes. So yes. like every, I think in every uh, format of this musical, the sets have been quite extravagant because they took a long time, which is awesome. And how oh about my. top five musicals uh, that have a Christmas song that you've never <laughs> heard in your life? I like the Christmas song. <laughs> I'm getting song. a new deal for Christmas this year. You're like, what is going on here? It's Christmas? And what is this song? And the orphans are pretending to be reindeers and it's so confusing. We had to do it for Carol's in this domain and everybody was like, I don't know what is happening here. Let <laughs> us know, let us know, Jingle Bell Rock. I'm getting a new deal for Christmas? <laughs> what? But there's also, like, the stage had more songs in it that were yeah. sadly cut yeah, from the they movies. Cut a lot. And they're better songs. Yeah. They're Some of them. But I was always really happy by that time when we got to that song because I was like, it's almost over, it's almost over. <laughs> I'm almost at Bows. <laughs> I can go home soon. Were you a child in this production? No. Okay, just checking. <laughs> I'm also going to put this... Sorry, I'm dominating this section. No, I'm going to put it in it. top Dominate five... It. Um, orig- like opening cast CD recordings yeah, of Australian uh-huh. musicals because uh-huh. we had a cast recording, um, Sound of Music with um, Lisa McCune yeah. and Drexel. Yeah. Like they did, like that was like a thing for a while. Instead yeah. of doing an Australian cast recording, they would just do a recording of opening night and then release it as a CD. Yeah. So this is definitely on my top five, you know, opening cast night. recordings, opening, opening yeah. night cast recordings of, Bro- of Australian Broadway I'll take That's it. Awesome. Something like that. <laughs> um, I'm going to put top five songs you shouldn't use at an audition uh, for this show. A thousand percent. Um, just because it is probably in the top five. Unless you're a child auditioning for a show. And then maybe <laughs> just don't do tomorrow. And yeah, maybe do maybe. Do maybe. <laughs> um, but yes, um, heard. Mm. Any more top fives? Um, not from me. Not from you. Not from mm. me. Top five. Matt. Iconic red dresses. In of course. Maybe Tootsie. top five iconic hair styles. Hello, Dolly. Yeah, there are some actually very iconic Chorus red line. Chorus, Chorus line. line. There is maybe yes. an iconic red dress. But this Cassie's one's definitely up there. You I say red dresses and Broadway music. If people are yeah, you yeah. would think in Annie. the right headspace. Like, and if, or if you said Annie, immediately everyone thinks of the red dress. Red dress. Whereas I don't think if you said a chorus line, I think of the lineup before I, I think, think of, of Cassie. The mirrors. You know? Oh, wow. yeah. there go. look at that. Oh. Yeah. Any more top fives? Top fives going once, going top twice. Five wigs for children. <laughs> it's okay. No, no more from you. That's enough from you now. Oh dear, Matt, tell us. You're in some pretty fun things at the moment. Tell us about them. Well, uh, you, I am playing Max Bialystok in yeah. The Producers at the Brisbane Powerhouse, which is uh, super exciting. Um, I've only actually done... <laughs> I've been in Australia for 20 years, and I've done two major musicals, um, The Producers, the mm-hmm. original Australian cast, and then Annie. And then everything <laughs> else, you know, have been, like, you know, other professional shows, but smaller shows. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's really exciting, and it's a big role. It's as big as Annie, so I'm the Annie of The Producers, the Max Bialystok. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna I follow my journey heard. just like just like you follow <laughs> I'm gonna guide you through it just like Annie guides you through the show Annie. Oh, that is very good at keeping to the podcast episode <laughs> topic, Matt. I've never heard Max Bialystock compared to Annie before, but I enjoy it. But it's gonna be a spectacular show. Um it's no, James Lee, who was in Annie with me, is in the producers playing Roger Debris, so we were both in oh, Annie God. together. Oh man, um, if you don't walk out in a red curly wig now for Max <laughs> You'll just hear no <laughs> What? Oh, that's all um, I picture. So well, we did wear red noses for Red Nose Day oh, when we did um, so the, 
producers and Annie, I think. I don't know. Like there was <laughs> the, a what, lot of like one of those things, you know, like with yeah, if you're in yeah. a show sometimes yeah. you do the red I nose day. I vaguely remember thing. that yeah. happening. Red nose day, yeah. Um the, so that is running from uh, Thursday the fourth to Saturday the March. That is correct. That's correct. Um, Brisbanepowerhouse.org. You can get your tickets. I'm currently on the webpage buying KB and my tickets. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first production for a relatively new yes, company. Yes, this is Altitude Theatre Company, yeah. uh, which is Alvin Gardner and Joe Simons. And they are putting on four musicals this year. So mm-hmm. this is their first one, their big sort of fluffy, sparkly one. Yeah. Um, and then they're doing Once on this Island. Mm-hmm. They're doing a show, I think it's called Blood Song, which is a one woman show I believe and then they're finishing off their year with The Boy From Oz Amazing. in venues like all over Brisbane yeah. um, bringing like taking advantage of all of the professional actors um, who are currently in Queensland and staying in Queensland um, yeah. because things have been a little bit crazy with uh, traveling yeah. And, um, yeah and just giving and really just giving and giving new people a chance so yeah it's a great company Altitude Theatre check them out and come see the producers at Brisbane Power before the next review uh, before the next revival of Annie <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to them about whether they can do that next year <laughs> well I'm excited to see the show KB's gonna come with me because I'm making it because she's super excited to come with me absolutely yeah, we, uh, there are a lot of people we know in this show so it's gonna be that awesome. too I'm mostly there for the red wig <laughs> now <laughs> and just like Annie it's hit after hit after hit <laughs> uh, I'd say there's more bangers in the producers than there is in Annie putting it out there but it's the same book writer yeah. Thomas Meehan the wrote the learn. book for Annie and wrote the book for the producers. So there oh. you go. Ties it, tie-ins. Matt, you are so good at this. Oh, just the best. It's like I've, you know, <laughs> doing this for like <laughs> 30 years. And I'm such a Broadway nerd. So, yes, I can oh, I can pretty much weave a very intricate tapestry of most subjects. I love it. Well, Seven Degrees of Eileen Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> if you are looking uh, to find us on the web, you've probably done that already, but you can head to our website, www.thatsnotcanonproductions.com forward slash M-T-M-E-A-K. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. You can find us on Instagram, Musicals Teach Me. And should you feel generous and maybe you want to chuck a couple of dollar dues our way, you can head Some to our... War box. <laughs> Some war but missed opportunity, Julie. If we didn't have Matt here, what would have happened? What would have happened? What would have happened? <laughs> would have happened? Stay here forever. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash musicals taught me everything. I know you can do that. Where, of course, when we just get a couple more Patreons. Yeah, just, just two just more. A, just yes, a, absolutely a just sprinkling two. more. Uh, Zane will be doing the Necronomicon dance in a morph suit. Yeah. So that's and something. Sprinkling more to. than that, he's going to do a wrap. Can he wear an Annie wig? <gasps> Can oh. he rap It's a Hard Knock Life, the Jay-Z version? <laughs> yes, that's going to happen. We're going to put that on the website, which requires Zane to put that on the website. Well, I'm so glad we're doing Annie. <laughs> you know, like now we've got all these great ideas. I can't wait. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Matt. It's been my pleasure. Thank it's you. It's been so wonderful. Thank you, KB. Oh, anytime, Julie. Oh, thank you, Julie. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.